I'm eating cake. Oh. <laughs> it's a flake cake. Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, guitar geeks. Welcome to episode number seven. seven. Woo! We made it. I'm here. Dan's here, and Dan was telling me that if, by making it to seven episodes, we've done something other podcasts haven't. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think like to set number seven is a crucial one. Not not a lot of podcasts make it to seven. Okay, so we really need to make it to eight then, don't we? Just to be safe. Yeah. Okay. That's for sure. I may have celebrated prematurely. <laughs> so, how's life in those difficult times, Mr. Ferris? Genuinely, genuine Mr. Getka or Herr Getka, it's not that much different for me. <laughs> um, I'm in my little cellar in my little studio in the basement in Austria, and that's where I normally am anyway, except that I sometimes go to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so all that's happened is that there are my two children, my two darling children, who I love dearly, running around making noise upstairs, even you know for twenty four hours of the day at the moment. Yeah, but uh, it's been re it's actually really good to spend time with my family and have. I don't know. It feels like it feels like a snow day. You know when you when you have a snow day at school and you can't go to school because you know the, the bus won't come or whatever, and. Mm -hmm. Or you, you feel ill, but then by not going to work or by not going to school, you, you think, oh, this is a great day because, you know, I get to stay home. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot worse than that, but, but it's, it's, for me, it's kind of like that. How about you? Those days, they, they don't feel like 24 hours. They feel like 48 hours, hmm. <laughs> at least to me. You know, almost everyone in, in Germany is uh, working in home offices at the moment, so they, they're working remotely, trying to keep up with whatever they got to do probably a little bit busier and others aren't but ultimately uh, everyone is sharing the same the same fate at the moment um yeah and w i don't know it's 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 kind of crazy if you have kids and and i think it's pretty much the same for you it's just uh that trade-off between working and, and spending time with your child you know it's 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 a challenge but it's also it, it causes so funny moments when when you're working on you're in a uh, in a conference call and then your your daughter or your son just walks in and, and talks to you. <laughs> you just got to figure out, okay, how the heck do I get I out of that situation? But it's kind of acceptable almost because everybody's in the same situation as you said. So yeah, stuff yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, you know what what happened to me the very first day? Uh, I was I was uh, having Rosalie on my on my lap and. Uh, she was uh, just looking on my screen, watching what I was writing and typing, and then I was not giving attention. And she started to just type in any kind of you know letters and numbers, and was about to just send it out, but <laughs> I could stop it. Dear, that would have been a crazy, a crazy email. <laughs> yeah, dear listener, Rosalie is seventeen years old. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she isn't. She's like three years old now. Yeah. But for those of you without children listening to this, it's it must be a kind of holiday, although a, a scary one. I'm not making light of the whole situation, but um, the amount of musicians that are in deep trouble is is humongous, and that's going to be mm -hmm. that's going to be sort of rolling for a long, long, long time in the music industry. But it's really nice to see 
people being entrepreneurial and actually having some some forward thinking and and I've seen so many new Instagram thing pops up things popping up and YouTube things or or just generally people upping their game that were doing that before and uh, yeah, right. and also people working t- together so people have had concerts cancelled and we're talking quite large um successful musicians and smaller successful musicians but I've seen people who should be playing um stadiums and concert halls doing stuff on Instagram from their from mm. their living room and I, I think it's yep. I think this is a time where even though it's difficult for artists I think they could gain a closer connection with their fans and something that the fan would not normally receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the corporations. I'm I'm always amazed when I open Instagram on my on my smartphone and I see who's who's live and which channels are working together. Yeah. It's 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 super cool. Like if you see those kind of streaming concerts or even even concerts where everyone is sitting in their home studio and they are playing together, which is like with the latency and everything, it's not so easy. But once you nail it, it's kind of interesting. It's you, you still uh, you probably know the, the product Jam Hub. Yes. You know you remember that device? Yeah. That was kind of the same situation where you could where you could just jam but without the noise. So now you can do it even with a, a distance in between of two or three guys or the whole band. So that's pretty cool. But the, like you said, the the overall the economic uh, economical situation for the artists is is harsh. And I've been posting like crazy about you know guys buy merch, buy lessons, and support the artists. But uh, at the end of the day, everyone is very very careful at the moment because you know a lot of people, or like the majority of people, they are working in short time at the moment. And mm. uh, uh, yeah, also you know that you are not that you are not able to determine what's what's going to happen the week after next week is kind of driving some people mad and uh, also it's giving me like a, a bad feeling that it's it's such an uncertain situation you know but like you said there's also silver lining on the horizon and i really like the what we see the activity there the creativity there what that people come up with lessons that uh, that even big names are now more accessible and provide lessons also at least it, I, th- I don't know how it is in, in austria but in germany i think they've decided to to provide those artists also support so i get i hope that the money uh, gets to the places where it's much needed not just talking about artists but also talking about venues talking about lighting companies and you know managers for for the bands and you know the merch guys and whatever there's a lot of a lot of people involved in the whole industry so fingers crossed that they will get out of the situation kind of okay yeah, as you said, we can't predict the future, but that is something I wanted to bring up was the the support that's coming from um, charities and businesses and firms and foundations that I didn't even know existed. Uh, mm-hmm. And not to forget uh, the big G, uh, Gibson. We we can very easily talk about Gibson in a negative or a ha 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 look what they've done again, <laughs> but they're actually supporting or somehow offering musicians um, support at the moment. And one of the many companies, I just wanted to put some positivity in for Gibson because mm-hmm. they deserve it. You know, when they do something good, we can't, it's like when you have a child and you can't, and the child is naughty and you tell them off, but then the child does something good and you don't <laughs> praise them. Yeah. You know, whichever one you, which the wolf you feed, you know, that's the one that's going to survive. Yeah, but yeah, um, right. there's so many foundations and uh, there's a website called gearnews.com. Are you aware of that, Dan? Yep. Yep. They listed uh, today um, a list of all the places you could go to apply for um, financial support. So yeah, that's gearnews.com. There's a, a little list 
listing all these foundations, charities, businesses that are you can apply, not necessarily get money. Um, and obviously, I, I plead to the people that are listening to this: don't just ask for free money. There are people, musicians that are you know can't pay their rent, can't pay for food, so that's what it's really for. Um, mm -hmm. Although you know. I hear the government in America is due to give out a thousand dollars each, which people are already planning on new pedals, which <laughs> I know is a funny thing, but also I genuinely hope it's um, it's just a joke. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good program. I, I wasn't aware that they are even offering that kind of guidance. But this also amazed me that there are quite a few musicians that already you know, made up their mind and they, they went to, to the respective persons in charge and, you know, in the governments and, and inquired for where to go and where to apply. And there's quite some good guidance out there. If you, you look out on Facebook and Instagram, there are a few people that already know what to do and, and, and they support each other. And it just sure. really uh, brightened my day to see that, that the community is, is holding together and it's really, they are supporting each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just nice to see people being nice, you know, and it's a dog eat dog world at the best of times in music. And even though people do mm. support each other, it's also a case of there can only be num one number one band and there can only be so many tours per year. So you've got to fight for it. But now mm. these people are helping each other and and or at least publicly helping each other, which is very, very uh, encouraging. Mm -hmm. um, and I also read was it uh, Neil Young has been doing sort of like living room concerts where he's streaming his concerts that he would have played, and that's mm -hmm. that's Neil Young. Man. That's that's not just mm -hmm. um, any band, any singer songwriter in the world. That is one of the singer songwriters. Yeah, and Brian May. Brian May is showing you how to how to play certain licks and riffs. Man, I'm enjoying that so much. I wasn't. Yeah. I was not following him on Instagram before. And, He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Tate sent me one of the videos, and I looked it up, and I thought, "Why am I not watching Brian May's yeah. Instagram?" <laughs> and then I sat there, and he's. Did you see what he's playing through? No. He's playing through one of the Vox battery-powered amplifiers. <laughs> so he's playing. Obviously, he's playing a Brian May um, guitar, not the Red Special, but one of the, yeah, yeah. the standard commercial available ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember the name of the Vox. It's a Vox battery amp. I'm just. Uh, googling it now um guitar amp box battery powered it's it's the, is it the mini five yeah it's it's i think it's the mini five vox so it's mm -hmm. it's got a it's got drum tracks in it which he doesn't use yet but it's got several different amps as you'd expect from a battery powered amp or, or at least a guitar modeling amp it's got some built-in effects like compression chorus flanger tremolo it's got several reverbs and delays and Brian May is plugged into this 150 euro amp, and he sounds exactly the same as he does on the record through the through the <laughs> iPhone, you know, uh, microphone, of course. But there was a, a report that went out on Italian TV where they were reporting on Brian May doing this stuff on Instagram, and they'd mixed the video in such a way that it was him sat on his couch with the Instagram video playing part of the Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody solo, and then it <laughs> cut into the Queen performance of it. And the guitar tone, man, it, it was still Brian May. And it made me think <laughs> so hard about how much, you know, people buy Vox AC30s and treble boosters and have these special 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 euro guitars built. And there's yeah. Brian May playing through a, you know, 700 euro guitar. Under 1,000 euros is what he's playing. 
including the sixpence in his in his hand, and he sounds exactly the same. Yeah. So people get the sixpence out. You can learn a lot from him. I did. I actually have a few sixpences. Um, one of which was given to me by um, certain Andy Timmons. But uh, <coughs> I just uh, <laughs> did you hear the sound of that name drop? Then boom, <laughs> boom, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, at oh, you forgot to mention at Nam Show. At Nam Show, double yes. boom, boom. Yeah, me and my best friend oh. Andy Timmons. <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh, he did. He did also release a video. He and his uh, bass player Mike Dane, and uh, what's the name? Jetpack Boy. Uh, his drummer from the Andy Timmons band, they did, also did a track where everyone is sitting in their home studios and they play together. Awesome. It's really nice to be really positive, Dan. There's, there's, I know we've talked about it, but not actually mentioned the C word. But it's nice to mm -hmm. know that um, we're pushing positivity and, um, and people are still dealing with it, no matter what's, what's hitting them. Yeah, well, there's no way around that. You just got to face reality. And at the moment, the, the big C is just everywhere and it's it's uh, affecting a lot of people's lives in uh, various ways. Hopefully not too bad for, for our our audience, but you never know. And uh, it's just there. So we got to gotta find a way to deal with it, deal with the whole situation. And uh, like you said, never never forget about the positive things in life and uh, what, what uh, gives us some uh, energy back. Mm. I must say that I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in. I'm warm, I'm safe, I'm fed. Yep. But yep. And, and my point is there are many people who are not in that situation right now. But Correct. also yep. it's kind of our responsibility, so my responsibility to make the best of that situation. Mm -hmm. And you can't sit around complaining. And as a Brit, I do love to complain. <laughs> I love complaining, I love tea, and I love queuing. Oh. <laughs> that, in fact, actually, Dan, that's the thing I'm missing the most out of this whole situation is I haven't I haven't stood in a queue for for weeks. You know, it's I have to get my kids and my girlfriend to sort of stand in the kitchen or something and maybe get some teddies, just line them up, and then pretend that I don't know what the queue's for and just walk up and oh, a queue! I'll join that. Awesome. Stand there for for a little while. Yeah, and then what's just what's this on. queue for? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And, I'll set that up tomorrow. That's tomorrow's activity. Great, great. Let let us uh, give us give us some 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 um, proof of that on Instagram. Show us what's going on. I will go live, maybe live story or something. Live story, just joining a queue, queuing up with Andy. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole new segment. Yeah, could could we make a virtual queue? I don't. How would you do that? Like people waiting to join oh. the Skype call that we're currently on. Hmm, that might be quite satisfactory for a lot of people. There's a whole. I think there's 65 million British people now. There's at least 65 million people that would be happy at that. Could we create like the the longest virtual queue? Is that a Guinness Book record like stuff? I don't know. I I think that I need to put some planning into this, some pre thought, yeah, and get some sponsorship from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's your how's your gibson as paul doing uh, it's still <laughs> still sat there in the case i still haven't put it up for sale properly yeah, yeah. it was it was up now on we, we put yeah we we gotta postpone that because nowadays nobody's just really buying guitars uh, so i mean you've got a point when you say that you don't want to sell it at the moment i was playing my my back earlier and um i was enjoying the feel enjoying the whole single cut LP thing about it you know 
but it was mm-hmm. missing something that I got from the R8 that I wasn't getting from the. I, oh. it, was, it was miss. It was the pickups, I think. Don't tell me you can't let it go. Oh no, it's still going. Okay. It's still going, but I may have to change the pickups in the MyBook. Okay, fair enough. Or, and this is probably the biggest thing, it's all in my head. Which I, I, I think is... The, I mean, there's different... different guitar, Guitars are different. It's not like a MyBook is a, is a copy of an R8. Uh, but if I put a, the MyBook uh, 59 aged Leicester up against, say, a Les Paul standard, I think it would do pretty well. But... Um, mm-hmm. There is something special about the R8, but uh, I don't know. The longer it stays in the case in the room next to me right now, the less chance there is of me selling it. But as you said, people mm. aren't. People, oh, I think people aren't buying it at the moment. Mm. Well, there's just one solution for that: you do the blind test. Yeah. Tell your girlfriend to hand you the guitars blindfolded and play them and play them and play them and then decide, without knowing what guitar you're playing. Okay, that's that's a good idea. But speaking of yeah. people not buying guitars, it's a monumentous week this week. I have not bought a guitar. <sighs> yeah, I, I feel a bit sweaty. feel a bit, uh, what's the word? Uh, nervous, unsettled. But in Vienna, because I was looking on the <laughs> local Wilhaben, um <laughs> There's a 1969 Fender Jazzmaster for 3,000 euros. All right. Which, of course, I cannot afford and will not buy. And there's, there's just no way. I mean, we're talking like selling one of my children now if I wanted to buy a guitar. <laughs> but that's how desperate the guitar used section is at the moment because there's this. What I think, I mean, 69 is not the most desirable of years for a Jazzmaster, but it is for me because mm-hmm. it's got the block inlays and the the, the bound neck. Um, and it's it's the right color. You know, it's the, the sunburst with the red pickguard. Ooh. And that's almost perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, there is something else I found, Dan. I found a Berthier guitar. I've always said that we, I think we've said on the podcast that both years guitars in 1981 were absolute yeah. rubbish. I found one that isn't rubbish. Oh, wow. Which one is it? It is a Fender Stratocaster by Dan Smith. It's called the Fender Strat Gold. So you remember the Strat from the 80s? Yeah. So we're, talk, yep. we're talking 1981 now. Dan Smith, the legendary luthier that kind of helped Fender get back to where Fender should have been in the CBS days, um, or pre-CBS, I mean. Um, so Fender changed the headstock from the classic thin headstock when they went to CBS to make the headstock bigger so that the Fender logo was bigger on TV. Then they tried to change it back and they did the Strat in the 80s. And Dan Smith, in I think in 1980 was the first one. I think they did 80, 80 to 83. Um, they did the, the gold Strat. And it's gold with gold hardware and a maple neck and a thick, chunky maple neck in a D um, uh, profile. Uh-huh. And I found a guitar from 1981 that is actually pretty good. Hmm, not bad. Actually, when you say gold, it almost sounds like gold member. Gold. I do love gold. <laughs> gold. The thing is, I don't like gold <laughs> hardware, generally speaking. Yep. Because it often looks cheap. 
Mm-hmm. It's got to be, it's a certain, if there's a yellowness to it, I don't like it. It's got to be a deep, almost bronzy kind of gold. Uh, so I'm often a, a, fan of, a fan of chrome. I'm just looking around my room um, now. There's, it... there's, I'm in a gold-free room. There is no gold hardware in this room at all. Good. Hmm. Good. We'll try and keep it that way. But, yeah, the, the gold strat, are you, are you looking at it? I assume somewhere yeah. online. I, I'm just wondering whether the headstock has a different shape compared to regular Fender headstocks because you said that the, the decal is, is larger, but the headstock kind of looks strange too. Correct. Kind of extended. Prolonged. Well, it's the same headstock as the strat, which was also, oh, right. in, in inverted commas, wrong. So when Dan Smith came back, he apparently didn't have the resources to get it right. I don't know what that means. Uh, as you can see, I've had a lot of spare time on my hands at the moment to, to look at <laughs> look at things. Um, but there was the, the classic 50s um, Strat headstock and, and the smaller one. Then we had this more 70s looking one, the, the big one. And then they had the Strat in the 80s, which was a different shape, a third shape that isn't very well known. So mm-hmm. that Strat, that gold one that I'm talking about, has the headstock shape from the Strat, which is just totally wrong. But I, I, I like it. Hmm. It's only because you know you. I wasn't going to mention it. I wanted to see if you pick up on it, and it, it looks wrong. So, dear listener, check out a, a photo, and I'm sure Dan will post one on Instagram of this yep. Strat headstock. It, it's almost, it's almost so wrong that it's upsetting. Because you're like, it's like when you, when you see a, uh, an S-type guitar that's just got it almost right or almost a yeah. complete rip-off, but not quite. You're like, that's totally wrong. So the close, it's it's a theory I have that the the closer the copy is, the worse it is. Yeah. In terms of Absolutely. aesthetics. It's like if you if you have a, a painting on a wall, and uh, it's it's like only a few centimeters in the wrong in the wrong direction. It drives you nuts. Whereas if it's totally like tilted and, and looks totally strange, at some point it can be art again. Understand what I'm saying? That is so deep. Yeah, I know. That is I awesome. I, I could not have explained it better myself. But, and now um, picking up on that guitar, uh, you know what, what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Music Man headstocks and what they did for the latest series. They they also extended the headstock. The series of for the cutlass the, for the, the cutlass, cutlass guitars. If you mm-hmm. okay now now yeah, I'm for, googling for, music man yeah. cutlass. I'm a big fan of the cutlass. Yep, and it's pretty much the same. They also extended the headstock a little bit. It looks almost like a seven string kind of headstock. Oh but yeah, it's got yeah, you're right. Different yeah. shape. So at at first glance, when when they introduced a new headstock design, I was also a little bit like, oh, okay, what's that? But if if you get used to it, it looks like the kind of interpretation, the music man interpretation of what Fender has been doing. Yeah, so, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ah, nice you know catch. what always what always was my favorite instrument uh, in in terms of design? Or what what's your? Let's turn it differently. What's what's your favorite instrument within the Ernie Ball music man range? Not just guitars, but also basses and maybe amps or whatever. You have any kind of, if you would have to pick one design, not not a guitar because you want to play it, but a design from a design standpoint, what's the most appealing or most aesthetic object? See, the first guitar that comes to mind is the James Valentine. Uh huh. But it's because I've played it, so that's you know the the front of my brain just just threw straight there for the James Valentine. But 
Man, uh, I'm a big fan of the Cutlass. I like the, um, is it the OLP? Was that how they were called in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Officially uh, licensed product. Yeah. yeah, a friend of mine, or the bass player and a friend of mine in a band I was in, he had an OLP um, something bass, and I'll never know. Maybe it was a Stingray sort of copy. Okay. And it was something about it that was just, I don't know. It it it's jumping out my mind. So there's two things that, that jump out of my my mind, and there's the the James Valentine and this OLP from the '90s. Mm-hmm. However, as I'm filling the air with words whilst my brain is doing work in the background, the the <laughs> Albert Lee has to be the one for me. All right, yeah, I hear you. Because it's it shouldn't be. It, it should it should be. You know, it's the sort of thing you should burn from looks, but there's something that's so wrong, it's right. <laughs> there's one, um, I think it's called Electric Shimmer. And it's just, it's, it's again, it's gold. It's gold sparkle with gold hardware, which I'm, I'm now backtracking because I said I didn't like gold at all. And there's, this one actually looks exactly like gold member's suit. <laughs> so when when you do the when you do the Instagram stuff, Dan, please make sure you get the the Albert Lee Electric Shimmer because yep. it's I don't know it's unapologetically gold. <laughs> Perfect description. What about you, mate? What's what's your? Oh, sorry, the bongo. There you go. Yeah, the bongo. There you go. That's that would have been my number one pick. How did I forget? It looks that? like a I don't know, like a stealth bomber. <laughs> It's like the name. It's the it's the look. It's everything. Um, it's also it's also the braveness of Music Man to go with a different headstock. Yeah, because it it totally fits the instrument. It, it it's comparable to nothing that they have in their range. It's just it's so unique in its design and its its overall design from from top to bottom that it's really like my number one pick when it comes to design aesthetics. Yeah, it's yeah. and the name just Bongo, Bongo. Yeah. <laughs> keep it simple bongo six yeah well yeah. what an interesting episode this has been so far we came yeah, on with nothing it... to talk about and uh and now we're here we are oh, i should give the um sorry the saint vincent a bit of a shout out as well as we're on on those yeah 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 a guitar that i wanted to like and never did i got disappointed when i picked <laughs> it up it's blatantly not made for a six foot four male <laughs> which is it's andyist yeah. that's what it is <laughs> yeah um, i've just had a, a skype message from our guest for this evening so maybe we should wrap Woo-hoo. this up and move on to the next section of our podcast to involve our guest what do you think i'd love to do that because it will be the first like live interview that we do yeah i mean the whole podcast is pre-recorded but nothing that i pre-record or you pre-record in advance so it'll be pretty interesting all right then we'll so, um, I, make the switch yeah let's do it all right, guys. Our guest is here. Hello, guest. Is that Hello, me? Guest. That's it you. Is. You're the guest. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not a regular, but I didn't know whose show this was. So I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, is that me? Maybe. All right, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, that's the dulcet tones of Mr. Joss Allen. Hello, everybody. Oh. Aloha. I'm so pleased that you're on the podcast, Joss. It's um, a pleasure to hang out with you. And, um, and now I've got Dan and Joss in the same place at the same time. This is... Uh, 
like golden heaven for me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Josh, it's the first time that we're doing a live interview. Usually it's pre-recorded, so uh, ah. yeah, that's a first. Oh, that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, have, mm. we've, we've, the thing is, we've all been at the same place at the same time, but we've never been together at the same place at the same time. But that wow. is correct. Yeah, so we've all, yeah. there's been multiple times where we've all been in the same area, but just not together. <laughs> that's the the nature of the beast isn't it we have there's some people that i i'm like you guys i'm extremely close with but like i've seen you probably for a total of like a couple of hours in my life <laughs> yeah exactly but, exactly but, i love you i see you soon I miss yeah, yeah, you. See, okay. yeah. <laughs> what are you shooting today oh, i'm doing this yeah. yeah it's insane that's the that's behind the scenes of, of working in the stuff that we work in yes sir. people yeah. listening mm. social distancing is part of your lifestyle yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, we've been. I've been like, I've been practicing this for like my whole guitar playing career. <laughs> Sitting in my room playing guitar for hours. This is no different. <laughs> we were just saying the same thing, man. Yeah, it's literally the only difference now is that unfortunately, because my girlfriend lives in a different place, like she lives in Haywards Heath. For me, it's about half an hour away. I haven't been. Right. I'm not going to be able to see her, and I haven't been able to see her for like two weeks so far, and it's already like a bummer, you know. But yep. we just have to wait until this all clears up. Oh mate, well that's mm. that's that's happened before to me, you know. So yeah, not not seeing my girlfriend, waiting for it to all clear up, hoping that uh, come out of this alive and still together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I'm, so that's, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Good, good. <laughs> but at least we know. I've, no, I'm going to not go down that road. I'm not going down that road of at least we know she's not with someone else, you know, because that's that's awful thing to say. But. <laughs> My brain is in a weird place at the moment because I'm trying not to say the C word and I'm also yeah. a little bit overexcited. So, Dan, <laughs> ask just some questions quick. Yeah, we, we talked about guitars, our, our dream guitars that are made in the year that we were born in. Which guitar mm. would it be for you, Joss? Oh my God, I have no idea. I've never looked into this. As in, I don't, I don't even know what guitars... What should I just type? Should I type and look? No, yes, no. What's your what's your what's your birth what's your birth year? Let's just take guesses. Okay, okay. So my birth year is nineteen ninety. Oh, there's some good Fenders in those sort of years. There's some good Gibsons in those sort of years. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's just looking into the camera until I say Ibanez. When is he saying? Yeah, yeah. He said, he said the word. He said the word. In all fairness, that's the first time you said it. You went for almost 30 minutes without saying Ibanez. Oh, no, I've said it. <laughs> I mean, realistically, for what I like, it would have to be a Les Paul in terms of what, like, just the overall circumference of guitar that I like. It has uh -huh. to be a Les Paul from the 90s, you know? I was thinking the same thing. Like, a Les Paul standard for the 90s is, is a killer guitar. Yeah, it has to be something like that. I mean, I used to have... Um, what, what was it? I, I mean, I've got, a, um, I've got a Les Paul studio from the 90s. Mm -hmm. And Which that one? thing is, uh, it's just a, it's a black Les Paul studio. It's the one with the ebony fretboard that they did a very small amount oh, of. Oh, yeah, man. I've had two. Is it, is it the, the slim neck or the yeah. fatter 50s style neck? Yeah, yeah, it's the 60s oh. slim profile one they did. Yeah, it's a bad boy guitar. I've snapped the headstock off mm. it like twice, but it's, Ooh. it's sick. Yeah, it's a cute yeah, looking. Yeah, I had two, and both headstocks were snapped. Yeah, man, right. And um. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way Paul's. to do it. I think it's funny that Joss is bringing up Les Paul. I've never, ever seen you play Les Paul live. Oh, yeah, live, I don't really... I, I, I mean, when I was playing... I mean, yeah, like, when I first started, I was playing that Les Paul a lot live all the time. 
Um, but as kind of things have progressed on with just the world of what I like to listen to and what I like to play, Les Paul doesn't cut it. Um, uh-huh. It's it's the, it's a super sick guitar. If I'm playing like rock music, then yeah, fair enough. But I need 24 frets now. I need yeah. a slightly slimmer profile neck now. I like compound radius. I like, you know, high output pickups. I like having a, a like a, like a Floyd Rose. I like all that good stuff, you know? Whereas like, you, you pick up a Les Paul, that's a Les Paul access, right? Everyone just looks yeah. at you really dirtily. They're like, what have you, like, they're all looking at you and they're like, why have you got that? And you're like, well, I like Floyd Rose, I like Slim Next. And they're like, well, then why are you playing the Les Paul? You know, <laughs> it's a sick, yeah. So. I would love to non-ironically play a Les Paul access. I, I, I think that would that'd be my dream worst guitar, but also bestest. But did you guys see that one that I had at the Gibson... Um, at the Gibson HQ in London. No, did no. I see that but one? But I saw you. I saw you with it. Yeah, that one. It was. It was. It's a. It was a bright pink Les Paul Access Custom with a Floyd Rose on it. Unbelievable! This thing. It was. It was foul. But at the same time, you were like, <laughs> you were like, my God, I want this guitar so much. It was crazy cool. Yeah. What was the price range on that? Do you think? I mean, I can only speculate. I mean, it was a custom shop, OBS. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, it's got to be, you know, what the, like Les Paul, Gibson, to be honest, I love Gibson, but they take the piss with their prices personally. Like you get a custom shop, it's like five and a half thousand pounds. You're like, no, no, never. But yeah, I reckon it was like five, six thousand pounds. It was hung up next to, it was hung up next to the guitar that Paul McCartney had and snapped the headstock off. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Paul's Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ju- uh, just I have I have three suggestions for you. Just uh, knocking on Reverb.com. Mm. Uh, from 1990, we have a Greco 1990 EG550 in lemon drop. Mm-hmm. So it's a Greco. Are you eating yogurt or muesli? I'm eating cake. Ah, <laughs> what kind of cake? Mm. Most importantly, it's a flake cake. My, it's my sister's birthday today, so we um we had an indoor celebration, obviously, and. Uh, Oh. There's some there's some cake. So I was like, I'm gonna have cake. Happy birthday, Josh's sister. Mm. Yeah, happy birthday. What's her name? Her name is Grace and it's uh she's twenty five years old today. So being the stu- Wow Grace. Yeah, being stuck in a house, me, my sister, my mum and dad at the moment is pretty with like a twenty five year old and a twenty nine year old is pretty hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, happy Sorry, birthday, Grace! Grace. Twenty-five yeah. years. So our first go. birthday. There on you the go. Podcast. There you go. Yeah. So let me. I've got three guitars to throw yeah, at so you. So the, the Greco. Um, Greco, nineteen ninety. Uh, obviously, nineteen ninety. A Jackson Soloist SL two H nineteen ninety in black. And a GB ten NT from nineteen ninety by some company called Ibanez. <laughs> <laughs> wait Which so is, uh, uh, what's the gb the gb 10 dan let's ask uh dan our resident ibanez expert yep wait isn't the g that's doesn't a, gb stand isn't that george benson isn't that a george benson correct that's that's a jazz guitar yeah correctly i mean i'd have to go for the jackson just off the pure fact that i can't shred on the george benson with <laughs> unadulterated and masses of gain oh hang on before you decide okay a gibson has just popped up uh, I've just scrolled down because I'm only ordered page one because who goes to page two? Right. Uh, an ES335 Studio in mm. ebony with no F-holes. <laughs> Sorry. Just gagged a little bit. I'm going to have to go with the Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Jackson. Wait, 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 wait. 
let me let me take one another guess. What about a 1990 Music Man Eddie Van Halen signature and Tobacco Sunburst? Oh, that would. Oh, hello. Mm. <laughs> Birds Eye Maple Neck. Birds Eye Maple Neck. Custom Humbuckers. Detuner. I'm, yeah. Uh, oh, well, between that and the Jackson, my gold. Um, what about price? Is that going to influence? Not that we're actually buying these guitars for no. you, but um, how much what's is the, the price on that? Jackson is one thousand three hundred and sixty-one euros. Oh, so, so is it a US model that? Uh, uh, just clicking on it. It is for sale in Japan. Oh, and it is um, blah 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 blah. I don't know much about Jackson. It's a Jackson Stars 1990 soloist. Oh, it's a Japanese model then. It's a Japanese model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, the Japanese Jacksons are incredible as well. It's just that I used to have a a USA Jackson, which was like a tiger finish, like a tiger stripe finish, like actual print of an animal on it. And that was absolutely amazing. Um, I still think I'd have to go for the Jackson just off the pure, like, just love for like like the rg550 from like the 90s those guitars like the jackson and ibanez guitars from those periods and like mm-hmm. with like uh mighty friedman and um dave mustaine all of those dudes playing jackson's and all that sort of stuff that's like exactly the stuff that i like so i'd have to go for the jackson in that sort of situation what if i could get you an rg550 mm-hmm. <laughs> in laser blue laser blue mm. for 949 euros yeah sold easy yeah uh, the, that's, that's the, a good the, deal yeah i have um i have an rg550 in i don't know what the colors called it's purple basically it was a limited edition run they done and it's got a mirror purple scratch plate on it as well and that is absolutely choice so the 550 mm. out of all of those shred guitars from the 90s and like late 80s is my favorite sort of shred guitar going Minus like yeah. the Mighty Friedman signature Jackson Kelly, so those guitars are like those two shred guitars are my favourite ones. Yeah, uh, especially if you're on a budget. The... I think... Sorry. No, no, I was going to make a very. Everybody, dirty put your joke, hand up. So I'm glad you interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making a point. If you're on a budget, those guitars like a US US made Jackson might be a little bit more expensive than an RG550. So it's really yeah. up to how much you want to spend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you into those kind of crazy graphic finishes on the on shred guitars? Mm. Is it something that floats your boat? It really depends what the it, it would have to depend what it's like. Do you know what I mean? Like um like for example like the Dean stuff with Dimebag with his like Dean from Hell one with all the lightning on it and stuff. To me, yeah, sick. I love it. Um, there was some cool Jackson USA Custom Shop Master Build stuff that they did in the nineties, which had like pictures of gravestones and stuff on there which i wasn't too keen on um but they've got yeah i mean i yeah it would have to be very specific like i like animal prints on guitars shred guitars like from the 80s like i like tiger stripes and leopard stripes and all that sort of stuff i like that sort of cool stuff um and i like quite garish colors as well um like uh the green if you guys have seen the demoness that i've got at the moment which is like a puke green it's disgusting but like it still is absolutely amazing you look at it and you're like oh god that's so bad but it's so good it's perfect for metal like perfect for metal you know so those sort of colors and finishes i really really dig um if i was to get something like that all right could you ever see yourself like joining a like a glam rock band for with that as the main like a, a steel panther kind of motif? Oh yeah, man! Because like 
if you a, apart from the comedy aspect to it like um they're all such absolutely monster players you know and um apart from that the riffs and the guitar solos are absolutely phenomenal so like if i was to be in a band like that but with like relatively serious content don't take yourself seriously and i'm not gonna wear mm. like leggings and shit but like <laughs> but like um to take yourself not so seriously and play that sort of music and just absolutely shred yeah yeah like, i mean all you have to do is listen to like for example listen to marty friedman's instrumental stuff right um with uh, jordan ziff on guitar as well who jordan is just like one of the biggest inspirations to me at the moment like those guys it's that style of music it's that style because you can't someone like marty probably couldn't get away from writing that sort of style because that's just him right brought up in that yeah. world um but that's got like, a serious aspect to it so that's the sort of thing that i would absolutely love to do because it must be absolutely so much fun to do when you, when you mentioned the bangle on that the tiger stripes i was totally like picturing you in it, those kind of leggings <laughs> for, justin, for justin hawkins in the darkness yeah. ripping it and playing yeah. solos yeah yeah no i mean oh yeah all the, yeah like the darkness like if you look at those boys like the riffs and guitar solos are absolutely phenomenal and they don't take themselves absolutely. seriously um but it must be the most fun to play on stage you know it must be just absolutely like amazing yep i've seen the darkness five times live oh my god really i'm not i'm not i realized i was counting <laughs> as you were talking and i'm not a huge fan like it like a fanboy even though I, I agree totally with what you're saying however uh i watched them with um deep purple they were the support when i went to see deep purple and yeah. when no one had ever heard of them and you know they just happened to be the support yeah. like, okay wow. they are cool and then just you know for the record deep purple were awful that night. yeah okay uh then i saw them with the remainder of the thin lizzy band with eric right okay then i saw them at a festival then i saw them at another festival and then i saw them okay six times twice <laughs> and then i did actually go to their gig twice <laughs> And um, yeah, uh, I would. I can't think of another band apart from Steel Panther that I would want to be in just for the shits and giggles. Oh yeah, man, man. I saw. The <laughs> or maybe the maybe the Foo Fighters. That, that's that's yeah, a fun. yeah. I, I just can't like. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that like, uh, is it Weenie Beanie? The first record, the Foo Fighters' first record. Um, I can't listen to anything past that point really because to me personally, they're so middle of the road that I just get so bored. Like really really quickly like tracks like my hero and stuff amazing uh stacked actors when he done that drop a oh. thing amazing um but the the yeah the the foo fighters sound for me is like a like a background music to your normal life situation you know yeah, um yeah. but i but then you know some people are, i'm absolutely besotted with pearl jam but some people will say the exact same thing with pearl jam you know <laughs> I'm, I'm that person. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you and I are absolutely polar opposite opposites. I can understand what you're saying about the Foo Fighters because, yes, they've become a little bit middle of the road and almost parody themselves sometimes. Mm. Um, but for me, like as a big grunge fan, I just can't do Pearl Jam. I, I yeah. haven't, it will happen one day. Like several artists that I'm now big into that just didn't... I wasn't into Hendrix until I was in my 20s. Sure, know, sure. Just sure. couldn't get it. And um, I'm hoping that's going to happen with Pearl Jam because a lot of my friends are very disappointed in me. Oh, no. It, like, it's it's like, got to come from the heart. You know? Exactly, exactly. Like, for example, like 10, the record 10. I can, the, 
it that's the only album for me where every single track on the album is like like a, a song that i personally think is like their best song ever you know mm-hmm. so like it's 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 weird it's like a greatest hits record but it's just their normal album like for me um and it's you know i've even got pearl jam tattooed on me that's how much of a pearl jam fan i am yeah i'm a massive pearl jam fan and um but that's because they it's it might be the same as f- the foods for you like um I was brought up on Pearl Jam. It was the first noise I'd ever heard, you know? My dad would come home, put Pearl Jam on, and as a baby, I'm sitting there trashing my face with food, listening to Pearl Jam, you know, as a baby. So that's why it means so much to me. (laughs) Because, like, right now, if I didn't hear that, I I might be at home going, oh, mate, Pearl Jam, this is so middle-of-the-road boring stuff. But for me, it's like, because I was brought up on it, I'm like, yeah, Pearl Jam! But it's the same as... It's the same as all of that grand stuff, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, um, mm. uh, Screaming Trees, um, all of that cool 90s poja- um, grunge stuff is, 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 is what I was brought up on, you know. Just making me feel super old now because you know, your dad was in the Pearl Jam. <laughs> I'm like, Hang on. I just missed Pearl. I think I was I was exactly the wrong age to be into Pearl Jam. Uh, I was just entering my teens when Kurt Cobain died. Mm. So that was '94 when you were a mere four years old, young. Yes, man. yes. And um, yeah, so that you're exactly the right age to be brought up on grunge. Wow, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, you are man. so lucky. Yeah, man. Like literally, like the only music that I listen to every single day is grunge music. I'll listen to extremely brutal metal music all the day, every day as well. But there's always a section of the day where I'll stick on, you know, a Pearl Jam record or an Alice in Chains record. Or it's, I'm, I'm literally saying three grunge bands, but I've got like a mental back catalogue of so many that when you actually end up talking to someone about it, you're like, yeah, Pearl Jam. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love, and then that's I love all grunge. you can say. I love grunge. Yeah, yeah. like like Silverchair. I've got a Nirvana t-shirt You've got a Nirvana right t-shirt now. on. Yeah. Fucking Silverchair. Silverchair was sick until... Silverchair. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. And then they started doing really weird rubbish after that. Like, yeah. they'd start to te- like weird techno music and stuff. Um, yeah, man. There's so many, so many unbelievably cool grunge bands. And you, you realise that some people that you really love come from that as well. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark from the Screaming Trees ended up doing stuff for Queens of the Stone Age. And mm-hmm. you're like... I remember hearing Queens of the Stone Age and going, where the hell is that voice from? And then finding out that he's in like a sick grunge band. It's like, it's all, it's all tripped together. It's rather <laughs> incestuous, isn't it? It is, man. Super. <laughs> yeah. Just take a little flake cake break. I'm just take a cake break. Cake mm. break. Well, isn't it interesting that, that Josh is more like a shreddy kind of player, but uh, his artist roots are, are more into grunge. So you... How come you never just stuck with three chords? Because then I started finding people like Jeff Loomis. All right. And then once I'd found Jeff Loomis and Nevermore, I was shitting bricks, dude. I was like, what is this crap? Like in a good way. (laughs) I just couldn't physically interpret the sound. I just remember listening or like, or listening to Metallica and Justice for All at that period of time as well and going what like when kurt was like the sickest guitar player going and you just all of that stuff ended up changing me massively because then you know 
I never was really, I never done the whole slip. I never done the nineties new metal thing. I never done like the Slipknot and the, the, um, the pepper roaches and the limb biscuits and all that sort of stuff. As soon as I had heard Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard Metallica, I was like, yeah, sick. Can I ask just, were you, were you one of the weird kids at school? Or were you like one of the cool kids or, you know, because music tastes maybe still for you were rather defining of a character when I was yeah, in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, oh, I tend to stay away. Uh, yeah, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say this without being like, like sounding like a, an absolute dick. I, um, well, you're too late. <laughs> Far yeah, too late yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like in my in my school years I, I didn't really like school and I used to like bully a lot like it was it but it was like a it was a defense mechanism against being like bullied by chavs because I liked metal do you know what I mean so I ended yeah. up being yeah, but... with those guys because I needed to defend myself instead of being absolutely trashed every day do you know what I mean because those period yeah, is, those that period of time was crap, man. Like yeah. so school. What, what years was are we crap. talking? Two thousand two, two thousand fourteen, something like that. Yeah, uh, four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't even. So we're remember. talking, man. There's a lot of dodgy music in those years. Yeah, man. There's so much bad stuff. What year are we going for? Say two thousand. We were fourteen in two thousand four. Let's go for two thousand four. Number one song, UK. You ready? The number one song in 2004 <laughs> was Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> wow. Cha-Cha uh, Slide, DJ Casper. Nice. Big up the DJ Casper. Yeah by Usher featuring Ludacris and Lil Jon and Toxic by Britney Spears. Do you remember when Lil Jon used to just shout, okay? Okay. <laughs> That's a career, man, from two syllables. I know, man. Two it's letters, amazing. let alone syllables. Yeah, right. So it's um, it's lovely talking to you, mate. Because as a fellow Brit, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm very pleased to be in Austria and and work in Germany. But it's also very nice to to feel homely again. Oh, good man. I'm I'm glad I could bring the blighty to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, there's something's happened to you recently. Do you want to talk about that? Is that okay? Because we can, mm, we can yeah, kind of, of give you some, today, some, so. some positivity. So yeah, of course, of course. What's, what's happened to you recently, right? Today? So, um, yeah, yeah. Today was, uh, it was a bit of a strange thing. Um, about a week and a bit ago, um, me and Tom were, I was actually, it was, no, wait, how long ago did we get told to stay at home? I think you're about day seven. I think like I'm, I'm oh yeah, because you guys have been 14. going further, longer, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much longer. Yeah, much yeah. longer. So I guess we're about we're about a week in now. So maybe about a week ago, when it was actually the day that we got told to um, stay inside and we're only allowed one trip outside a day and all that sort of stuff. And um, Tom told me that he couldn't get into our YouTube channel, um, and I was a bit confused. Obviously, I was just sitting here minding my own business, playing Mortal Kombat, and. Um, <laughs> right and um priorities exactly oh. exactly and um i'd actually just finished fin filming a home video for the bros channel and uh he told me that he couldn't get in the channel so i was like oh i'll give it a go when on it couldn't get in so we decided to uh get in contact with youtube just to say that we couldn't get into the channel there was no mentions of hacks or anything at that point in time um and um 
yeah, about they said, all right, give us a couple of days. We'll try and switch over the emails so we can get you back on your channel. And we were like, thank you. About two days later, all of our um, all of our videos had disappeared, and um, our logo on the thumbnail had gone as well. And it was just a G now, um, obviously for the email address uh, that was under it. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been frantically trying to get at YouTube and they kept YouTube kept passing us to a different people, different people. So we took to Twitch and um, not Twitch, Twitter. And uh, the good thing is, is that a majority of the people that followed the channel actually retweeted the tweet enough times for the YouTube team to notice. Um, so they got in contact with us again and said that, um, could you send us all the information, all the screenshots and everything like that? And we were like, yep, here you go, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they kind of just didn't get back to us after that. That was kind of nothing. So Tom, uh, the other guy from Guitar Bros, uh, the camera dude, just kept on going at them with emails and messages and emails and messages. And um, today, it was a clear, unfortunately, a clear kind of kick to the nads that they had deleted all the videos that we'd put put up, got rid of all our thumbnails, and resubmitted 1,800 videos, random. So when, sorry, Josh, you said they. Um, who is they? Uh, they are the hackers that have taken over the Guitar Bros YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have uploaded... I only say they because uh, obviously I don't know who or what it is. Um, but the, the, these these people or this program or whatever has uploaded eighteen hundred random like anime videos, mm-hmm. like Japanese anime videos, Japanese TV shows, Japanese this, Japanese that. And um, from what I can tell from other people going through this issue, is that um, it looks like our website, our YouTube was hacked and then sold to, uh, to somebody um, and then they use it for their own nefarious situations, you know? Um, so today it kind of came to a realisation that we're not going to get our videos back. We, but the good thing is Tom downloaded all the videos, as many as he possibly could. So I've got a massive amount of our footage and videos uh, but the thumbnails, they're gone. Um, and sometimes I don't think people understand how much work goes into a thumbnail as well. Tom sits there for about an hour on Photoshop, th- you know, doing the thumbnails. So they're all gone. Um, in. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it just came as a hit today and a shock after seeing all those mm. videos that our YouTube channel is, is gone. You know, mm. four years of hard work and dedication to it and... 20,000 subscribers and yeah man it's um it was bad it was bad tidings i have to say just for just for our um listeners to to recap the guitar bros uh guitar bros demos channel has been established in 2016 2017 yeah i want to say i want to say ish yeah something like that ish yeah all right and uh you had like how many how many subscribers did you have Uh, about 20.7 thousand all right yeah, I think yeah. it was 22 um, because mm. I apologetically I unsubscribed today. Before... No, I saw. No, I saw. <laughs> I didn't know. But to be honest, I told everybody to as well. Yeah. Okay. Because they were spamming a, a video every Everyone, every yeah. second and all my subscribers yeah, yeah. were getting things going bing, 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 bing. And I could only imagine how unbelievably infuriating that could get. 
So I said, mm. look, if you want to unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Because me and Tom are still going to fight for the channel. And we're going to continue mm. to fight for the channel until mm. we find out it's a yes or no. Um, mm. If it's a yes, it just means that we're going to have to spend all the time re-uploading the videos. But if it's a no, then, you know, my contingency plan was, as I did as of today, I started my own channel up. So... Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the link for that channel? Uh, it's just my name, Just Alan Guitar. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Original, simple. I like it. Very original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very simple. Um, so I started my channel today. Um, literally three videos on there, and only in today, due to the the love and amazing thing of everybody that's helped me so far, I think I got like this two hundred and fifty subscribers in a day. Um, so I can only hope that people stick with what i've been doing and at the same time i can only hope that all the companies that i've worked with and working with and my endorsees don't just kind of throw me away because i don't have that youtube channel anymore that's all i can pray and hope for um because i've got mm-hmm. you know i've still got like twenty-two thousand instagram followers so you know that's that's something as well and then i've still got my i still do all the guitar content on the gack youtube channel you know so mm-hmm. and that's sixty thousand subscribers so you know i can only hope that they see that i'm trying as hard as i possibly can to get back on my feet Absolutely. wait it doesn't actually sound like you're off your feet if i may say so i think you've taken the <laughs> yeah. whole thing really well yeah um you seem a very positive very forward-thinking person that just mm. uh, and and i, I Without being too sycophantic, you're really good at what you do, and Thank you, that'll Thank come you. back. It'll, Thank it'll. You. It's just a matter of time, a short amount of time, I'm sure. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I'm gonna try my hardest and just get my channel up and running. Yeah, that's good. There's, there's so many people that would take that as a complete knock and give up, mm. and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're not one of them. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, we've, I've, I spent too much time on the guitar brace, and I've spent, you know, too much of my life learning how to play the guitar so i'm not just going to become a veteran guitar player i i want to continue making half decent to decent you know content for people to watch and hopefully enjoy so that's good well um dear listener listeners there's more than one of you um you should head up to to (laughs) joss's stuff (laughs) so listen dave (laughs) actually i think dave is listening so fantastic uh, hello dave what dave tugo (laughs) Yeah, the Dave, that one. Oh, Dave, sexy Dave, attractive Dave, beautiful Dave. Oh, I miss Dave. Dude, don't like the whole entire time I was with Hughes and Kettner, Dave was my artist guy, and when I found out that he had left, I was, more, yeah. I was so upset, man. I was so upset. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm happier because I feel more attractive without knowing I'm not around him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. We all feel far just... more attractive now. Whenever he walks in the room, I just feel the pendulum swing. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. I used to give him big hugs, just hoping it'd rub off on me. Just go, just go home, and my my girlfriend would sniff the air. She'd be like, "What? What? What? What is this?" Just that's like masculinity. A, yeah, that's aphrodisiac right there, hugging Dave. <laughs> he he could bottle that stuff, man. I, I'd, yeah. Yeah. I'd be squirting that on every morning. <laughs> what are you wearing? I'm wearing Dave. Dave. <laughs> Amazing. He's probably making a career out of that nowadays, selling some kind of perfume. Yeah, I, I bet you he is. I bet you he is. Yeah. Do you know Dave's in a German rap rock group? I do. Yeah, and it is yep. amazing. Yeah, and I, they're, I'm and big they're doing into really my German well. rap. They're doing massively yeah, they, they, well. 
I tried to set up this whole thing where I was going to go and see them in Vienna and and sort of just prank them a little bit and, and sort of stand at the front with a Dave t-shirt on. Um, <laughs> sadly to personal um, commitments, I, I couldn't make the date, but I'm still planning on doing that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what is the name of his band again? I always forget. I cannot remember. Oh, we I can't remember. Google. Let's do yeah, yeah. I can't, Turco. I can't remember his band's name. He's got it tattooed on his body, his own band's name. Yeah. That is awesome. I've got it's on my Spotify uh, favourites. Hang on. This is the thing, I don't know band names, song names, album names anymore. Because I'm I'm just purely listening. Tiavo. Yeah. Da Tiavo. That's it. Ah. Tiavo. Because he's like he's half Italian as well, isn't he? He's like half Italian, yeah, half German. Because so, yeah. he speaks perfect Italian. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, he speaks Italian, speaks German. He's a good dude. Uh, hate shout out to Dave Torko. Yeah, massive for shout using out. Kenner. Yeah, yeah. No, great dude. Not from me. Also, chapeau to to Joss for doing like living the Chumbawamba uh, lifestyle, getting knocked <laughs> down but getting up again. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with Neither that. Neither did I. I was like, Chumba Wumba. <laughs> I thought you were calling him. When, you said, yeah, when yeah, you said you landed yeah. on your feet, I was Chumba like, Wumba lifestyle, on. eating cake constantly. <laughs> you it's, say Chumba no. Wumba. It's my sister's birthday every day in here. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I was making a point of getting knocked down by getting up again. <laughs> because they can never keep you down. Mm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have to, man. I have to. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, I, I so. totally clipped the mic then. Sorry, guys. I, I yeah. absolutely overloaded my recording equipment. By the way, when you, when, you, when you mentioned all the guitars that you had in, in your playing style, my, I always have that uh, basic question in my head. If you had to design or just pick your perfect guitar the joss ellen signature model how would that look like oh i think you might just have to find out soon sneaky peeky mm. i'm genuine as as much as that is a, an unbelievably good question i think i'm not going to answer it because you guys will find out soon <laughs> enough <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome i'm excited yeah man yeah, yeah man Hope it's a Les Paul access. <laughs> After all that shit talking, yeah, 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 yeah. In puke pink. Yeah, yeah, puke pink Les Paul access, unbelievable. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Boom! I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Good at this stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, I, I, <laughs> can't I, get, I, I can't get. I'm still thinking about Chumba Wamba. Right? Sorry, I'm still yeah. there. I'm st Absolute yeah. Chumba Wamba, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were also talking earlier, Dan and I, about the um, the way people have come together uh, recently because of musicians suffering from gigs being cancelled mm. and, and therefore uh, taking it very positively, which you've obviously proven yourself. What have you seen around, like, like what has impressed you by musicians being online? What have you seen that sort of jumped out? Um, I think the most recent thing that I've really enjoyed being part of has been this challenge, hashtag challenge thing. Um, so there's been like, um, um, I, I've been in a couple of posts from friends recently that have been like, uh, like a riff challenge situation, uh, where they've said kind of, um, you know, here's my riff, 
I challenged this person, this person, this person to write a riff, and then those people challenged three other people and all that sort of stuff. And at the beginning, it was just stories, you know, like it was like uh, just do a story and I didn't professionally record it or anything like that. Um, and then a friend of mine who I challenged didn't do a story and done like a full like post with like his camera and like recorded it correctly. And I was like, shit, he made me look really bad. And then so <laughs> I pulled out the big guns and then I was like, no, I'm doing it as well. So I recorded mine professionally with the camera and then done it in through my NTS plugin and was like making it super heavy and gnarly and all that sort of stuff. So that's been really cool because we've all been kind of pushing each other to go to not just turn on your phone and go, yeah, 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 there's a riff. Okay, next person. You know, I spent a couple hours on writing something original, doing the drums, doing the production and all that sort of stuff. So that's been really, really, um, that's been really fun. Um, uh, posting more challenge stuff, posting like live photos of yourself, like, you know, pulling a gun face or something. And then, so it was cool because I got to revisit videos of me playing live at NAM, not at the NAM that just happened, but a couple of them before and all that sort of stuff. So looking through photos and then going, oh crap, I remember when I, you know, I remember when I did that and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's been really cool because it's been like, you know, you're constantly resharing your friends and your friends are resharing you. And then you hear, you see a stranger that I've never spoken before tag me in a riff challenge post. And I'm like, oh shit, that's cool. I don't, I don't know this guy, but now we know each other kind of, you know, to, to a small extent. So, um, yeah, I think the I think the guitar community is is definitely or the music community is definitely one of the strongest out there. Because, you know, if you're not big headed about playing the instrument and all that sort of stuff, then you're constantly working together and everything anyway, you know, collaborating mm. all the time because it, it becomes boring if you're just doing stuff by yourself all the time. You know, it's not a challenge. Um, so, you know, doing all of these things with these other guys all the time is, is a challenge. Hashtag challenge, you know. <laughs> Hashtag sick! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've seen, you know. More cooperation and less uh, competition. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think it's, a, it's an antidote to what we saw on YouTube a little earlier in the year, without mentioning any names or anybody, that there was a lot of negativity going around um, certain channels and, and mm -hmm. things, and, and people having beef and bitching about other people, and, and then it just all becoming this one self-perpetuating ball of nastiness. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then seeing this now, and seeing similar groups of people reaching out to one another and then those those because we have little cliques as we mentioned before you only get to spend as a small amount of personal time together even though yeah. us three are online right now chatting mm -hmm. in real life it's so so short yeah um but deep and intense and then you have these little clicks and then these clicks are actually like a venn diagram sort of overflowing into one another mm -hmm. so I think it's just it's it's helping. I know it's it's really bad for yeah. some people, and some people may not uh, recover. But um, it's nice to see positivity really growing in that sense. Mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there was there was the, the I, to me personally, it just shows the such short lifespan on this beef and kind of to me, disgusting behavior um, is because there was that whole speed up your guitar in the shred world thing as well that happened. And mm -hmm. that thing had such a short lifespan, 
but at the same time there was multiple careers that nearly got ended because of people's naivety mm. towards things um and it's mm. exactly the same as what you were just talking about that whole situation that had such an insanely short lifespan as well um but once again it nearly destroyed people's career and for me you're just like i'm just like like holy crap play your instruments guys like mm. This, mm. this, what you're doing right now is literally the only thing actually that could, you know, shit on the music community. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, to, it's the only yeah. thing. There's not many things in the guitar world, especially that could ruin it apart from the big headedness of mm-hmm. people, you know, because there's always going to be a dude that's better than you, you know? Like, and it's like, at the end of the day, you have to live with that and just try and be the best you could possibly be. Hashtag join the army, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, it's just that whole thing, those, that whole couple of months that we had in the guitar community was so toxic that I struggled so much not to say something on myself on my Instagram channel. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy I didn't because, you know, it would have just absolutely, it, that's just wading into the waters, you know what I mean? And there's like genuinely no point because it's because, mm-hmm. you know, as it clearly showed, it says it has an unbelievably short shelf life. So it passes, you know? Yeah, it was it was very hard to keep keep Stum, um, especially as it affected me personally and oh, financially. And oh, I, wasn't, I, I didn't even do nothing. I did oh, wow. nothing and I got I became part of it. Oh, man, but I didn't even know that. There's. Yeah, it's, it, you know, big waves, you know, they're deep underground. There's lots of stuff happens that people don't realize a, a YouTube comment or a share can, can really affect people's lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, that's why I love doing this podcast with you, Dan, because we're all about positivity. And as you said, Joss, about it, the guitar industry can eat itself, and that's the worst thing. Yeah. Seeing these people come together and seeing all different guitarists from walks of life just realizing, oh, actually it's just about guitar isn't it we should just mm-hmm. have a good time and enjoy the fact that we can do this yeah because maybe when something is about to be taken away from somebody that they cherish it the most yeah mm-hmm. and, yeah yeah uh, for sure that seems to be happening yeah i mean in the music world i think that there is or the guitar world in particular i think that whole thing of what you just said is evident and i've seen the evidence myself i've seen it happen and i've seen all that sort of stuff um it's funny with the whole thing that's going on in the world at the moment, how I'm not seeing that from Mm. people that aren't musicians. I'm not saying we're the higher evolutionary state of a human being. I'm just saying that there, I think that we've developed the ability to have more of an emotional attachment to other human beings and their needs, just because we're always working together the majority of our time. Whereas when I go down Asda's and I see not a single roll of toilet paper there, and I'm and and then I, and then I get like Instagram photos of someone that's just got nine packs, and they're like, "Way England," and you're like, "You're like, dude," like you know, like there, there's that there's that old person right behind you that's just turned up two mm-hmm. seconds later that hasn't got any. Do him a favor and just leave leave like six there. One. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like I think that I have more of an anger towards seeing that sort of stuff as a musician because i've trained myself in terms of constantly working with other people and kind of coming to a coming to a like a a middle ground with them that when Mm. i see that shit i'm just like 
super upset and angry about it, you mm. know? And it's just mm. crap to see that, you know, that it's got to that state, you know, because of what's going on at the moment, but... I think it's to do with the fact that having... I'm not currently in a band, but having been in bands and mm. given up sleep, given up money, given up food for mm -hmm. my fellow brother or sister in that band, yep. and you're all working towards the same thing, and you're used to dedicating every working, waking hour yep. to that band, and it's it becomes... Like I, it's almost similar to being in a sports team, yeah. Because yeah. you're all working towards the same goal, but but there is no goal. There is no winning in music. It's no. just you're just constantly working, constantly having hopefully a great time, and mm -hmm. constantly believing in yourself. So there is no like, okay, we won three nil or yeah. fifteen baskets yeah. to four. You just you just keep going, and and that's why I think musicians, and um, particularly musicians that are in bands, are very very different types of people. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're better than other people. That's that's, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> you never I'm know. Gonna say we're, we're, might be the higher evolution. Yeah, you know? it might be. I, I think you truly have to want to be a musician. I think yes. there's no accidentally. I mean, I fell into music. That was an accident. I fell into it, but I didn't fall back out again. You know, mm -hmm. I've I've been infected with this for for many many years now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no getting yeah, out. No way, man. Making music is the fun part of it, not arguing about styles or anything That's else. It. I mean, That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, if you're going to argue with someone, then argue with the bass player or the drummer. You know, <laughs> make some jokes about those <laughs> Yeah. It's always the bass player, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But if, if, to me, it's one of the learnings that, that we can probably derive from the whole sea crisis at the moment, that nowadays, through all this cooperation between the people, there's less room for those kind of plateaus where naysayers or chatterboxes are put mm -hmm. sometimes you know yeah. when when there's those kind of waves when there's a new topic like speeding up your videos and stuff like that and for for three or four weeks there's nothing mm -hmm. else than just that yeah and no like one a, cares it's, it's a yeah no as if someone cares but it's such a small group of those kind of naysayers that all argue in those in those echo chambers yeah so it's like an it amplifies itself but they don't even have like a point at all it's just mm. like much ado about really nothing yes. at the end of the day yes and yeah. uh now at, at the moment we can overcome that because there's so much activity going on there's so much cooperation going on it, it really gives me a good time because it's like a the happy side of youtube and the happy side of social media at the moment mm -hmm. you know yeah well hopefully it sticks around you know once this whole once this whole c thing is done i'm, I'm gonna say once this whole corona thing is done and dusted and we've all moved ah, on we said it. Ah. i'm sorry i had to because when i'm saying c i'm thinking of, of other things you know um, when I, um, when now, once this whole Corona thing is done and dusted, all I can hope is that everybody in the music industry and the guitar community learns massively, massively from this and that, that all the worries and all the small sort of inconsistencies that they find in other people completely dissipate because at the mm -hmm. moment, every person I talk to, the only thing that they're worried about is getting better at guitar and staying at home and being healthy yep. and safe. And, and, you know, hopefully that once that staying at home and being healthy and safe thing kind of moves along, always stay healthy and safe. But once that kind of whole stay at home thing moves on and we can venture into the world and be together again, then hopefully they'll take into consideration everybody else that's coming into the world again as well. Yeah. Word. I agree. I hope we learn from it. I hope the, the staying apart but being together actually sticks. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, it's yeah. it's a weird situation, man. But again, as you said, I think it's it's a very positive, a potentially positive outcome. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and hope for the best. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, I had a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, it's been my too. first live interview, and um, I, I'm 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 genuinely warm inside from talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Good. Completely unplanned, unscheduled. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy yeah, that we good. went ahead with it. It was good fun. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, in fact, just to go back slightly, I've been kind of throwing caution to the wind recently, like the past few days. Like as a guitar player, I don't upload a lot of my playing because I'm not happy with the level of my playing often. Mm -hmm. And recently I just thought, well, what the hell, you know? So I did, and, and I'm having a great time. So I've actually Good. personally overcome a, a barrier that I've been, the barrier that I put in front of myself, which is ridiculous, and we should not do those things. Mm. No, yeah. never, never, yeah, never actually physically put something in front of yourself. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my little personal message for the day. Good man. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how don't we end, how do you end this, Dan? I've never done one of these before. Uh, well, usually we maybe we can ask Josh because we talked about what what's what's up after the whole Corona thing has happened. But what's up for you in in twenty twenty? Is okay. there anything coming up? Yeah, so there's um um yeah there's uh, there's something very special. There's a few special things coming out this year, um, that have my name on it, and um, I'm really really excited about um them all. Um, mm -hmm. I say them all. There's two confirm things and then at the moment there's like uh there's a third uh might happen at the next nam show um and um so there's 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 some really cool big things happening in terms of gear this year um mm -hmm. apart from that my kind of social thing has been flipped on its head so now it's time to really knuckle down work twice as hard as i usually do on building my own personal channel up um mm -hmm. and i'm just hoping that you know all the friends and all of the all of the kind of um friendships i've made over the years of doing trips out of the country and collaborations and all that sort of stuff i'm hoping that they all see this and you know come to my aid and just give me a little bit of help just to you know start firing all cylinders again and um if not then i'll still just work twice as hard and just keep going so yeah there's some really really cool really cool stuff happening um really soon um and uh yeah that's it really just some stuff coming out and need to continue what i'm doing well sounds like a plan yes sir just got to make sure that everyone is uh subscribing to a new channel joss ellen guitar on youtube that's it yeah let's make it like 1000 subscribers by tomorrow <laughs> i wish yeah i wish yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah <laughs> i'm gonna um I'm going to be posting basically almost every day. Um, so I'm going right. to be, while I'm at home doing this thing, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do that social YouTuber vlogging, not vloggers. You, you know what vloggers do? They post every day about them going to Sainsbury's, but yeah. I'm going to be doing it with guitar stuff. So I'm going to be posting every day, one video a day while we're, um, and it's called the Corona Diaries. So <laughs> it's going to be sick. <laughs> nice. Um, it's going to be sick. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be sick. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be posting one video every day uh, for the foreseeable future until I go back to normality, really. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Well, can I, can I make guys, a request, Joss? Yes, sir. 
Can I request that in tomorrow's vlog you include the word Chambawamba? <laughs> oh, easy, man. Try, yeah, try yeah. and slide the words Chambawamba yeah, in there. Just, just, for, <laughs> yeah, just for me and Oh, Dan. dude, you... Dude, you have okay. I've got I got the sickest idea. So make sure you watch tomorrow's video because I'm definitely I'm definitely going to do something super sick. It's going to be great. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally yeah. in. Sick. I'm subbed. I'm already subbed, but you know those, the bell has been rung and all that sort of stuff. I will yes, be watching, sir. my friend. Yes, sir. It's going to be good shit. I've got a great idea. I got a great idea. Cool. <laughs> we gotta keep our eyes peeled. Yes, well, sir. Charles, thanks so much for taking time. Oh, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. It's good to see you, boys. Mm. Andy. Always a pleasure with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you come back, Joss. I hope we can talk to you in, a, say, a couple of months' time or a couple of weeks' time and we get some some super positive news. Hey, remember that time we talked and I, I lost my one channel, but now I've got this channel that's much bigger and, yeah. and these new pieces of gear have come out and they've sold millions. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a multi-millionaire. Oh, quick one. I have a musicism course coming out. That's what I forgot. Ooh. Yes, ah. the, the, the educational guitar course that all the guys uh, have done so far. Um, I've got a beginners um, in metal rhythm tutorial course coming out very, very soon. All right, cool. Send us details. We'll put it on Instagram on uh, Guitar Stories Podcast Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, send me the link. Will do. Cool. Looks like I've got a new teacher. Cool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Cool. I'll see you soon, guys. Talk to you later. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank bye -bye. you, Josh. Take it in easy, mate. Bye.